gentlemen, there are no good ideas left in K-12. That's been my summary for many years. The proven methods were replaced by bogus methods. These imposters had to be promoted by lies and alibis. An army of sophists and uh, smooth customers, smooth criminals, must devise new jargon, nomenclature, and claims. This whole pattern is best illustrated by the relentless crushing of phonics, so it could be displaced by hold word, hold language, sight words, balanced literacy, and similar imposters. Now here's the amazing background so you can see what crooks these people are. Circa 1927, the middle of the Roaring Twenties, Dr. Samuel Orton, a neurologist, announced a large-scale study on children learning to read. He had a Guggenheim grant arranged by the education establishment in the hope that he could prove phonics to be inferior. Instead, Orton found that whole word did not work, and even worse, it damaged children for life, i.e. it gave them dyslexia-type sim uh, symptoms. Everyone in the field knew about this shocking study because it was in a professional journal. So at this point, everyone knows that you have to have phonics. But guess what? In 1930 and 31, the education establishment proceeded with their plans to discredit phonics and make sight words the lie of the land. Thus began the decline of literacy leading up to our present educational dystopia. Now recently I was in a meeting when one self-proclaimed expert defined constructivism so narrowly that it wasn't worth thinking about. This expert seemed hardly to know that constructivism has been a massive and destructive fad for the last 30 years. All day long today it was dumbing down the children of America. Teachers are told that they should not teach directly. Rather, each individual student must create their own new knowledge. Constructivism ended up being an attack on teaching and a surefire way to limit the amount of knowledge conveyed in the average classroom in a week or a month or whatever. This so-called expert did not seem to see a problem. I started to wonder, did this teacher make up all those misleading claims, or was this teacher merely repeating information heard in at school 10 or 20 years ago? We tend to forget how many there are, 1,500, and how powerful they are. These ed schools form a matrix that controls what is happening educationally throughout the United States, which is to say, very little. If the public schools are full of lies, it's because the professors of education put them there. Which brings me to the wonderful Rita Kramer, who wrote a wonderful book called Ed School Follies in 1991. She traveled the country interviewing the people who run the asylums. More than 30 years ago, she surveyed the educational landscape and concluded that ed schools were not a place to find truth. They existed to start the process of dumbing down American K-12, and the first step was to dumb down future teachers. Now in this book, my favorite anecdote, and there are many anecdotes, was of a gung-ho student 
who can't wait to get in the classroom with real kids and start teaching. She complained to her supervisor that they were wasting time on Mickey Mouse. That is trivial stuff that students are often required to do, like making scrapbooks instead of learning a subject. This eager beaver was clearly a threat to the system. The supervisor sadly pointed out to the student, open quote, My dear, I don't think you are cut out to be a teacher. You should consider another line of work, close quote. Rita Kramer sent me some final quotes by her daughter. She passed on in the spring of 2023. I'm going to write a final tribute. She seems like a really nice person. I only knew her through emails and on the phone. Uh, I want to speak now just to liberals. Have you ever heard of a communist regime that had a happy ending? Once they have power, these regimes tend to kill a lot of people. Revolutionaries and liberals along with everybody else. All of this was summed up by the Wall Street Journal six years ago. 100 years of communism, 100 million deaths. Beautiful, isn't it? Beautifully put. When you create a fact-free world, anything can happen to you. The most organized and relentless people will win. Truth will make you free, according to the Bible. What do lies make you? They make you a prisoner of a much smaller world than the one we actually live in. I suggest everyone should try to slow down this process whereby truth is ignored and lies become reality. Finally, I'm thinking now that the war against truth is the overriding conflict of our era. So there will eventually be uh, other editions of this, parts two, three, and four. Thank you. Overview. Let's Fix Education explores seven of my favorite themes. First, this podcast is a meditation on what I call the K-12 crime scene. So many destructive ideas. Understanding them is the key to fixing them. Two, by doing that we will have better schools at less cost. Three, nothing much changes decade to decade. The big questions of the 1930s were the big questions of the 1960s and the 1990s. Any subject we discuss can easily intersect with any other subject. Most people instinctively want traditional education, but the education establishment fills classrooms with progressive gimmicks. The result is that we have a standoff, and that's why you run into the same ideas over and over. Four. The big brains in education keep telling students, don't bother memorizing this or that. You can look it up later. B.B. King, the great guitarist, is much smarter. He said, the beautiful thing about learning is nobody can take it away from you. Five, Lenin's ghost wanders through our school system. The hard left thinks big. If they have to kill millions of people to build their perfect society, that's okay. Same goes for dumbing down millions of students. Totalitarians want power. They will do anything to get it. Six, if we are going to survive, we have to take each child to his or her limit. As it is, we are creating millions of sub-educated students.
from K right through college. 7. Analyzing education, especially dysfunctional education, is a lot more intellectually interesting than most people suppose. You'll enjoy this. Finally, P.S. My book, Saving K-12, runs parallel to everything discussed on this podcast. I also have an education site, improve-education.org, with 70 articles that complement everything discussed here. And I have hundreds of articles on the Internet. Enter a topic in Google with my full name, Bruce Dietrich Price, and let Google make suggestions. Thank you for visiting.